Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Out of the Rough. Today we have me, Lenny, and we got Sean here. Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Lenny. Good. It's good to hear. We're without Nate today, but Sean and I are going to carry on doing our tournament preview this week for the Zurich Classic. It's going to be played in TPC, Louisiana. Uh, Pete Dicor, something that we've been seeing a lot lately. So don't be surprised when you see us making some similar picks to picks we've made in the previous weeks, just because a lot of Pete Dye courses tend to play somewhat similar, um, similar designs and layouts. This course, it's kind of your typical tour course, par 72, 7,400 yards. Uh, it's got some tough par threes, four of them all over 200 yards. Um, so don't be expecting to get your hole-in-one prop bets too easily this week. Um, one thing about the course, though, is they recently redid the greens. They're now Tiffy Gold Bermuda greens. I'm not sure if that's going to play too much of an effect with too many guys this week. You know, a lot of these guys are the best of the best. Um, you know, they they know their way around the greens. Obviously, some guys are better at putting than others. For me personally, I'm not going to take it into account too much. Um, I'm going to be kind of just making my picks. Uh, really, it's going to be a fun week because we do have a team event this week. Um, and if you're playing in our DFS tournaments, you'll see um, you can only pick one golfer out of the pair and you can't pick both of them. However, sites have both guys listed. I'm not sure if that's kind of due to how they record things or if it's one of those things where, you know, when you click on a player, you can see the recent news and recent form. If they wanted to leave that up for everyone to be able to look at individual players, not sure. I mean, it, it doesn't bother me too much. Um, I can understand why it's going to make it confusing for some people when you're trying to put in your lineups. I do think it would be a cool idea that if we could, like, if we really liked a group, we could double up on someone, you know, kind of, High risk, high reward, but that might make it a little bit more fun. It is going to be the classic uh, golf point system. I'm not entirely sure about the tournament finish scoring points this week. A typical week goes to the 50th place finish um, for your kind of payout points. But this week, our cut is set to 35 teams. Um, so I'm kind of curious if they're going to limit that to 35 or they are going to pay out points to the top 50. Uh, the way they make it seem is that we're doing the classic scoring where it does pay out to 50. Um, so I'm going to anticipate that that's going to be how it goes. So, I mean, you can have some guys miss the cut, finish 36, 37, and still get two bonus points. So I guess something positive maybe you can take out of it. Sean, you have any kind of insights, things you want to say about the coming tournament this week? I don't. I'm going to disappoint Nate again when he listens to this and have nothing for the course. But I will say that, it, uh, like you mentioned, uh, it is in Louisiana, so it's going to be a nice hot one this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I haven't looked at the weather too much. When I look at the weather, it's kind of the last minute. I like to wait as long as I can, maybe adjust some lineups then. So I'm not entirely sure what the weather is we're expecting. I wouldn't be surprised if it's hot. I mean, it's also in the southeast, so weather can change within an hour and be something completely different. But anyways, carrying on, how uh, how was your results from last week? RBC Heritage, Sean. 
We have um, did come from your lineups. I had a couple guys place well. I wouldn't say that I. I mean, for my lineups itself, I, I didn't make any money this week on DraftKings, so that's a wah, wah for me, I guess. Um, but it's okay. I will. Uh, I'll be happy with the few guys that did well for me. I took in one of my lineups. I took your Chris Kirk uh, rep, uh, recommendation, and he did pretty well for me. Um, but for the guys that I took. Uh, in my lineup, Matt Kuchar did pretty well for me coming in. I believe he was at the 8,000 value last week. Only 9% of people had him, uh, and he came in tied for 18th, so it was a pretty good showing for him. Side note on that one, I had him in a bet uh, for top, tied for 20th, uh, or at least top 20. Uh, so I, I did make a little money in the prop bet, but outside the DraftKings, like I said, nothing there. Uh, Will Zalatoris was also somebody that I mentioned coming in off the hot streak. Like we said from the previous episode, he was probably going to be somebody who was very highly uh, taken, and he did come in at 25% uh, as a as an occupancy there. So he, he came in at tied 24th. wasn't terrible showing for him after the Masters that he had. Uh, however, uh, it, again, he didn't he didn't give me enough to get the points. Um, but uh, Webb Simpson was somebody that I, I also mentioned as the top guy. I think he was the the top go getter from last uh, last week in the in the top tier of people for me. Uh, he finished top, uh, sorry, t- <laughs> tied for ninth. Uh, but again, he came in pretty high, uh, and so that's probably another reason why I didn't win so much money because he and uh, Willis Torres both were above 25% uh, taken. So a lot of people had some of the same ideas that I did in terms of that. I guess a fourth of the lineups. Uh, so uh, that kind of kind of hurt me there. How'd you do? Uh, I lost my streak at making money on lineups this past week. I was, I think, like nine tournaments in a row. I, like you said, Chris Kirk, I was very big on him, had a few bets on him in the sports book and had him owned 100% in all my lineups with the finished T7, so I'm more than happy with that. But the problem is I also was pretty big on Paul Casey, who missed the cut, so that kind of hurts you a little bit. I mean, we had Berger and Answer top 20s, so I can't complain there. And then Chase Cypher, someone who I've been kind of riding a little bit here in the past month or so, He's making the cuts. He's typically, you know, that six, seven thousand dollar range, so pretty low uh, value. So really, I'm just looking for him to make cuts. If he can jump into the top twenty, I'm happy. Um, Forty second, I'm not going to complain with kind of the amount of money you have to spend to put him in the lineup. But overall, not the not the best week for us. We did have some kind of good showing out of a few players you know I, I picked Webb in the one and done I just wanted to be pretty safe I thought his floor was basically a top 10 like just the way he's performed at Pete Dye courses and the way he's played at the RBC Heritage he's just been so good there that I played it kind of safe with Webb I know you played a uh, Corey Connors who had a good showing um T4 was it Sean I believe it was he um I actually don't know the place. I just know the money, um, and it was a yeah, uh, it was pretty it was, up there. I think it was T four. Your your run of top fives in the one and done continues. Maybe, Maybe you should just more, listen. Yeah, just listen to me money. there on that side. Don't talk to me about anything with DraftKings. Just listen to the one and done part, and I I, I can't guarantee it because now it will mess up next week. But I know I'm it's sorry. been going pretty well. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have jinxed you there. You can blame you can blame this week on me. I'll. <laughs> That's what I like to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, anytime I can blame you on it, I will do so. So thanks for that excuse. Yeah. So now looking into this week, you know, we have 
a few interesting teams, a few kind of fun teams. Um, I think for me, I'm not going to be playing it as many lineups as I normally would just because, one, the volatility of this tournament is a bit crazy. The pricing, personally, I'm not a huge fan of the pricing, how things are, because it is tough to build lineups. I don't know if anybody has tried or if you've tried yet, Sean. We have a lot of guys, you know, above that 11,000 range that, you know, I'm trying to fit some players in in this top range, and it kind of just leads me to picking a few guys below 7K. Um, I'm not sure. I think that's kind of how I'm going to build my lineup, so is try to pick some of these top guys and then kind of hope my flyers at the bottom hit and make the cut this week. Um, but coming in here, Sean, in our kind of 10K plus range in our outlook this week, who are you liking? So uh, I'm, I'm kind of taking an approach that you were just kind of mentioning on, like, you know, looking at some of these top guys and seeing what ones or what teams I think you know, I got hit with the percentage bug last week. Uh, I think three of my guys had over 20%. So I want to try to find some of those guys in that range that I can't, uh, I think might not be taken, um, which I don't know if this is a smart choice or not, because it might be based on how they've been playing. Um, but in this range or, or for this uh, category, I'm going to take the Mark Leishman and the Cam Smith grouping out of Australia. Um, they are uh, coming in at 11-1 this week. Uh, Cam Smith is playing pretty well this year. He's got five top 10s, 12 for 13 in cuts. Leishman has two top 10s, and he's nine for 13 in cuts. Again, they have the nationality connection there, so I could see the chemistry kicking off pretty well and, 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 and helping them in that aspect. Um, and also, I don't know if you've heard of the tournament called the Masters, but these two uh, finished T5 as a Leishman and uh, T10 for Smith. So, you know, they, they uh, have had a couple of of decent rounds, uh, so I, I think that th that eleven one pricing for me and all of that chemistry just really really bodes well in my mind. So if I'm starting off lineups, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at them first. Yeah, that's a good pick. That uh, Masters tournament sounds sounds like a big deal. Uh, haven't heard too much about that before, but I have to look into it. It's a blue but, jacket. I mean, that's a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> they, Blue jacket. Uh, <laughs> they've definitely been playing great. Like, there's no doubt about that. You know, I mean, if you want to try to get some of these guys at the top end range, they're kind of, you know, the low 11K range, good picks. I have no problem. Someone's starting to line up with them. For me, though, I'm going for the back to back champions with the Rom and Palmer pick here at 11.5. I mean, both of them have been playing well. John Rome's probably the best player in this tournament right now. Kind of backdoored himself into a T5 at the Masters. Ryan, Ryan Palmer, um, been playing pretty good this year. I don't know if he's missed a cut yet this year. Played very well at the Players' Championship, another Pete Dye course. The layout's a little bit different. We don't have all the water that we have at the Players, but... You know, it's kind of a similar play style. These guys play very similar. They both like to fade the ball. And I think that's something that helps them is that they see the course a little bit the same way, where they're always kind of looking to play the fade, completely block off the, the left side of the fairways. Um, so them getting themselves into similar positions that they normally would be playing anyways when it comes to the alternate shot, 
I think is going to help him out. And we've seen him one here uh, last year, which can't hurt. You know, they're a little bit cheaper than the Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay combo that's at 11-7. And I think these guys are probably better. I don't trust Cantlay at all. He's coming off, I think, three straight missed cuts. I, I just don't trust the way Cantlay is performing to even want to dip into those guys. Now in our 9K range here, Sean, who are you thinking about taking? I'm going to take the guys that are probably the most fun in terms of names to say. Um, and uh, that's Louis Oosthuizen and Charles Schwartzel. Um, they're coming in at 9-4 this week. Uh, Charles has uh, got no top 10s. He's a 9 out of 15 for cuts. Uh, Oosthuizen's two top 10s, and he's 9 out of 10 for cuts. Um, but to me, there's going to be a theme here as you continue on with these. I think these guys, you know, the two of them together have a great history in some of these match play or not match play but group type settings uh where you know the president's cup comes to mind where they've played together before they their names that are always kind of connected with one and each one and each other so you know as that chemistry builds as you're playing with somebody as you're playing in, in this best ball alternate type shot you want somebody who's going to be a good partner for you for stress level for mindset for everything i feel like these guys just are always connecting with each other so um 9-4 for that type of chemistry on the course, and I'm hoping that chemistry is a big thing this week, but I'm going to take them at, the, at that price range. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of within this 9K range, it's almost like you have one really good golfer and then one guy who might be, I'm not going to say dead weight, but a little bit less in stature. Pretty much throughout this, I mean you're kind of it's almost feels like you're picking flyers already in the 9k range just because we don't know this tournament so it's like so hard to to argue against anyone picking anyone here there are a few nice um countrymen matchups with ben on sung jm i'm not picking them mm -hmm. but i'm curious as to what happens with these guys Right, you have Sungjae, who might be the best putter on the PGA Tour, and Ben Ahn, who might be one of the worst putters on the PGA Tour. So I'm wondering how many putts does Ben Ahn have to miss before Sungjae loses it? No, just, just like storylines to look at. See what happens. See what kind of chemistry happens here. Maybe Ben Ahn picks up and learns a few things from Sungjae, and then they go out and win it. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. There's another nice uh, countryman kind of matchup we have here, pairing with Victor Hovland and Christopher Ventura, who I'm going to go with. They're at 9-7, so they're a little bit more at the higher end of this range. Hovland's one of the best golfers probably just in this tournament. I mean, you could argue kind of the, the top six guys, Shoffley, Cantlay, Ron Palmer, more Kyle Wolf, you know, being better than him. But to get him in the 9K range, and he might be a top five guy in this tournament, I think he's a pretty good pick for me. He didn't play well at the players, uh, which is kind of one of the things that I look at a little bit. But I think Hovland's good enough that he can kind of carry Ventura a little bit. And Ventura is not a bad golfer. Hasn't had a good run of form at all this year. Uh, hasn't been playing great. But when I've kind of picked Ventura before and I've kind of watched him, it, to me, I don't I haven't looked like 
really into the stats on him, but I feel like he always has like two or three kind of just bad holes where it's just like double, triple bogeys where he shouldn't be. Um, and playing in the best ball format where it doesn't matter if you have a double or a triple and Hovland gets a birdie or part, like your score doesn't matter. You're taking Hovland's birdie or par, whatever it is. So I kind of think maybe that could help these guys out a little bit where Ventura is going to, you know, he'll have some blow up holes, but he'll certainly be getting some of the birdies, maybe pitching the goal. We'll see, you know, but I, I like the, the Norwegian combo here at the top of the 9K range. Moving on to our 8K range, Sean. Who are you looking at here? Who we got? Do you want to take a guess or uh no, I'm just kidding. Um so <laughs> I, I was really kind of torn between a, two people here. Uh Charlie Hoffman um was the first pick that I made in the one and done, and he started off the streak. So he he and uh Wani are coming in at eight four. There's just a soft spot that I have for Hoffman, the way that he hits it, and you brought up a good point. You know he's on a he's on a pretty good streak right now, so it doesn't really matter how Watney plays in some of those days. So uh, it was interesting for me for Hoffman, but um, the Swedish pair here of Alex Norin and uh, Henrik Norlander um, are the two that I'm going to be picking. They're coming in a little bit higher, just at eight five. Um, Norin hasn't ha- had any top tens, but he's uh, pretty good on cuts, ten out of fourteen. And Norlander's got two top tens. He's not as great on cuts, but seven out of eighteen. Again. Like you said, now we're kind of getting to the point where there are some groupings that are in here that, that could make some runs, but you're really t- kind of throwing some rocks and making, seeing what you can find. And so with that connection, again, and the chemistry, again, I'm going to take those guys and see what we can do. Hopefully uh, hopefully they're not yelling at each other too much in whatever language that they speak, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. They're Swedish. Pretty sure they talk Swedish. <laughs> well, they, they could be they could they could be speaking English now. You never know. We could be reading lips, but they could be secret coding. That's true. Norlander is a guy that I, you know, used to play a decent bit. He's kind of a good value, and he's such a good ball striker. Same with Norin. Norin's a good player in his own right. Um, he's been playing decent. Uh, nothing spectacular, but like you said. Kind of just hoping to to find some magic, pick some guys on a run that kind of get things going here. For me, I'm gonna be going with the the Kisner and Brown combo here at eight seven. Um, I mean, they've played together three times already in this tournament: a second, a fifteenth, and a fifth. So they've performed well. If I can, you know, if I get another top ten out of them, I'll be more than happy. Um, you know, guys that are good friends, you know, on and off the course have played well together. I'm just going to keep riding that. I think it's a little bit of a chalky pick. I'm guessing their ownership's going to be fairly high this week um, just because of their previous kind of experience together. But to get guys that have been no worse than 15th in a tournament at 8-7, I can't really pass that up here. Moving on to our 7K range, Sean. What kind of what kind of rocks are you throwing down here now? <laughs> I'm throwing some big ones, uh, some real big ones. Uh, but the chemistry is still sticking here. I mean, it's a it's a thing, and it's gonna. I'm, hopefully next week I can still say that word without like being made fun of. But um, I'm gonna say Matt Neesmith and Chase Cipher. Um, those are the two that I want to go with at this range. 
They're coming in at 7.5 this week. So again, a lot of my prices, except for the top guys, have kind of been in that middle of the price range of the grouping. Kind of makes me feel like they're, you know, guys that I'd want to go for. Again, throwing rocks. I don't want to pay too much for somebody in that grouping if I don't believe so. Um, realistically, the research behind this is just the lines that I see. They're both very similar behind the cuts. 11 for 17 for Neesmith and 11 for 18 for Seifert. Two top 10s for Neesmith and then one top 10 for Seifert. I believe that is when you picked him, um, Homer, yeah. in that pick, but that's okay. Um, but So I'm going to try to take your luck and, and ride these two young guys and see if that U.S. chemistry now that I brought that into play can do anything here. <laughs> yeah, Seifert's a guy that I've played actually quite a bit lately, and I've been betting him a lot lately. Uh, not to win, but top 10s, top 20s, and it's been it's been hitting for me. He's been playing pretty well. Um, Neesmith and him have a similar game, um, kind of like what we talked about previously, where I think that, you know, they're very good ball strikers. They'll probably be kind of playing from the same positions that they normally would if they're playing alternate shot with each other. And I I really like that pick. I've been on Seifert all year. Well, not all year, but for a while now. So, you know, I'm not going to go away from him here. Um, but Did you know, I steal the, that from the, you? The uh, no, the uh, the first kind of time I did play him, it was the homer pick. So, you know what, Sean, we're gonna have to go with that homer pick again, playing the uh, strokes gain proximity to course ratio here. <laughs> and uh, with Michael Thompson, you know, he, he played his golf in Tulane in Louisiana. You know, I'm hoping maybe it kind of gives him a little bit of an advantage. I mean. Proximity to course, there's not too many uh, in the strokes game category closer. So, you know, Michael Thompson, Will Gordon combo at 7-6. Both of them playing decent, nothing outstanding. Um, but, you know, Thompson isn't the longest hitter. He's an accurate hitter. But, you know, off the tee, he, he isn't a bomber. He isn't even close. However, Will Gordon is someone who does bomb the ball. So I think, you know, in an alternate shot, that this would really help these guys out. Um, if Will Gordon can just bomb the ball down the middle of the fairway, right, which is what everyone hopes to do, but getting himself where he's 20, 30 yards closer in for Thompson to hit his approach shots, I think can really help these guys out. Because um, Thompson is okay in approach. He isn't fantastic. But I'm, I'm kind of hoping maybe you give him a 30-yard advantage and you, we can see those numbers improve. So now we'll go down to our 6K range. You know, there's some definitely some interesting names in this range. Um, some guys that you know, I know we aren't super familiar with, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be looking at this wondering who the heck are these guys or didn't know they were still even out here golfing. So who are you going to go for looking at the, our 6K range, Sean? So I'm going with another U.S. chemistry combo. Um, it's going to be the Chesson Hadley and the Ben Martin combo. They're coming in at 6'7". Um, like you just said, I kind of don't really know who these guys are either, to be honest with you. But um, Ben Martin has been playing pretty decent coming off of some of the corn ferry that he's finished off of last year. Um, he's got three top 10s, 11 for 16 in cuts. And you got Chesson Hadley, who's got zero top tens, and he's just under 50% for the cuts that he's played in. So, 
again, you're, you're not getting a lot of, a lot of big names down in this area. You're getting some of the, if I was throwing big rocks in the last one, I'm throwing boulders in this one. So um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to keep it easy and simple and just say the uh, the Martin and Hadley combo of six seven. All right, for me, I'm going to go with uh, Andreas Romero and the Johnny Vegas at six four. Um, Romero's a name that I think most people won't know too well. However, his one PGA Tour win did come at the Zurich Classic here in New Orleans, back before it was a team event. I think this was in like 2008. So, I mean, it's been a while, but still, he's, uh, you're looking for a reason almost to kind of play guys down here. Someone who has performed well on the course, you know, I'm willing to kind of take the run with him. And then Johnny Vegas, he missed the cut at the Texas Open. We haven't really seen too much of him since. Um, But, you know, he's kind of had a few top 20s. He's got two top 20s, three top 20s this year, sorry. Uh, made 10 out of 15 cuts. So he's playing decent golf. Um, you're not going to find too many guys down here in this range that are kind of playing better golf than that. Um, a lot of guys who you know, are kind of some corn fairy guys or don't have a full tour card, team, teaming up with some people down here. Um so someone who has kind of one proven that they can win on the PGA Tour, and then Johnny Vegas, someone who at least has somewhat consistently made cuts on tour, I think is someone that I'd be willing to kind of hitch my wagon to down here at 6'4". So, Sean, on to our one and dones here. I think uh, I might have the first pick this week. And, uh, I mean, I think it's kind of no surprise here who I'm going with, going with Ryan Palmer. I mean, like I've already mentioned about the Palmer and Ron combo, they've won here before. I think they're the best pairing out of everyone. I love getting another chance to use John Rahm back-to-back weeks pretty much. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Ryan Palmer. I know uh, Nate, he isn't here. He has told us that he would like to go Cam Champ. He's kind of going with the some of the bomber grouping here of Champ and Fino, which I don't think is a terrible pick. Um, so who are, who are you going to go with, Sean? I mentioned uh, his name earlier in the combo, um, but I'm going to take Charles Swartzel. Um, I... Uh, if you've been following along, I have a little bit of a lead uh, in the, in terms of the winnings. So I'm going to take a – I wouldn't call it a seat back this week and not take a big name because he is in that 9,000 range with the rest of those guys. Uh, but I think uh, I'm just going to see what the, that combo can do and see where they can get me. So uh, Charles Schwartzel for the one and done. Yeah, I mean, based off your picks and the one and done, I – I, I'm probably going to have to play this grouping in, in some DFS lineups now. Well, the problem is I, I said it already for the for my guys in the in the tiers, so now I screwed myself on the one-and-dones because it's not going to work out. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. This tournament is a tournament with just kind of a lot of, a lot of unknown, a lot of kind of – random groups that you wouldn't expect you know we had Jonas Blixt and Cam Smith who won it back in 2017 
Yeah, Jason Duffner, Pat Perez, 2018 coming in second. You know, you never know what can happen in this tournament. You know, playing best ball rounds one and three, alternate shot and two and four. It's it's a tough one to pick. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we can uh, can have some green at the end of the week. Have some good lineups, good finishes this week. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? I was. Uh, I'm just excited that you brought back the uh, the Homer pick. Um, I'm glad that I'm glad that that made a reappearance. Uh, and and I'm I'm just uh, I just whenever these team events happen or like I know it's not as big as the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup, but whenever these team events happen, it's just something different, you know. Like it, everyone goes out and plays golf. They play their own ball. They, they have their frustrations that they have, but here, you know, you can kind of take a little bit of the pressure off you. You know, if, if you and I go out and you hit a good shot, you know, I can just swing my driver and say, you know, to hell with it. Because if you're in the and if you're in the fairway, you know, you have a good shot. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys play, the kind of strategy that comes with it. Uh, I, I just I just like these team events personally. Uh, not to take anything away from the other tournaments, but these are uh, these are always fun to watch. So I'm just excited to uh, to see what they can do. And hopefully make that money. <laughs> yeah, definitely fun. You know what? We should uh, we should get a another tournament on the PGA Tour. Combine a uh, a four ball here, a PGA player, an LPGA player, someone from like the Champions Tour, and then like a an amateur play like a a four ball scramble or something. See what happens. Get some more fun tournaments on the PGA Tour. Make golf fun again. Well, you know, I, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to let you run with it. And when you're done doing all that, tell me how it works, because I think that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't worry about the scoring and the payouts and FedEx cut points and all that. It's, it's just for fun. That. I'm, yeah. I'm just here to I'm just here for the, the ideas for the PGA Tour, man. Make it charity. Everybody likes charity. So, <laughs> yeah, there we go. But all right, guys, that's. Lenny and Sean here, Out of the Rough. Make sure you go follow us on all of our social media sites at Out of the Rough WK. And check out all of our other stuff on the We Know Fantasy um, company. You know, when it comes to, to baseball, to racing, to hockey, and golf, our favorite. You know, check it all out. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>